Welcome to the Script Bits podcast for Tuesday, 1st November 2022. Our bit today is taken from Matthew 6, verse 24b, which says, Ye cannot serve God and mammon, that's money or riches. Well, friends, this new month of November has opened somewhat wet and cloudy in my area. But thankfully, all the Halloween nonsense is now over, except, well, for the children stuffing their innocent faces with the candy they collected on their trick-or-treat spree. Now, the next big push, the next big money grab is Christmas. And believe me, they have already begun the process for that. As soon as one money-making opportunity passes, they jump right into the next one. But unfortunately, that's the way of our new world. It's all about the money. And you know what? I'm chuckling here, though somewhat sadly, as I remember talking to a young lady recently about marriage. And she was quite adamant to remain a spinster in her parents' home unless and until she found a man with money. Love, unfortunately, ran a distant second place to the dinero. I guess, contrary to popular, popular opinion, it's not love, but money that makes the world go wrong. And so many of us supposed believers are doing like the world, running down the money. Yes, I know we all need money to live, but we are not supposed to let the money run or color our lives. That's Jesus' position. Remember his most august pronouncement on the subject? No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold two that be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon, that's money or riches. And we know that comes from Matthew 6, 24. And though that's the gospel truth, it's also simple logic. We cannot have two masters running our lives at the same time. But nonetheless, many of us still try to do it, only to confuse and disrupt our lives even more than normal. And I like how the scholars explain that verse. They say, this kind of spiritual double vision causes one to believe he can serve two masters. Total loyalty to God cannot be divided between him and loyalty to one's material possessions. A master is a lord or an owner. That God claims total lordship over his own is obvious in this passage. Therefore, Jesus rightly proclaimed, you cannot serve God and mammon. The term mammon is derived from the Aramaic term for possessions or wealth. Now, Jesus is not condemning money or possessions in and of themselves, but the improper attitude of enslavement toward wealth. And believe me, is that ever a major problem in this money-hungry and wealth-conscious society today? Thankfully, though, Jesus also gave us the antidote for that illogical and ungodly behavior 
when he wisely advised. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And we know that comes from Matthew 6.33. Oh, my people, there again, that simple logic and common sense. If you make the one true God of this world, the owner of it all, as well as your creator, your number one priority, it's obvious that he will look after you and provide for all of your needs. You won't have to go chasing down the money or the material wealth. They will come chasing you down because there's no one as generous as your heavenly father. And he's just dying to bless his obedient and faithful children. And the thing is too, when you acquire wealth and riches through Satan, rather than the Lord God Jehovah, those riches can fall through your hands like water through a sieve or a strainer. But when you get your wealth through the grace of Almighty God, He guides you to make good decisions and your wealth stays in your hands. And Jesus is not the only one who warns us in the good book, sorry, <laughs> or rather in the good library, for the Bible is not a book, but a library containing numerous books with a wealth of knowledge and experience on earthly living. So let's check out a few of those warnings in those wonderful books now. And I guess this is the warning that most of us know, which comes from Brother Paul to Timothy, where he tells him, for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, which, while some coveted after, they have heard from the faith and pierced themselves through with many arrows. And that comes from 1 Timothy 6.10. Yes, friends, that says it plain and straightforward. It's not the money itself, but the love of money. That's, that's our greed that causes us so, sorry, that causes so many of us to stray away from God and thus ruin our lives. Oh, my people, we cannot covet or strive after money as the goal of life, as so many of us do, because it almost always drives us to despair and eventual downfall. And in that same chapter, Brother Paul also instructs Timothy thus, charge or command them that are rich in this world or present age, that they be not high-minded or haughty, nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who giveth us richly all things to enjoy, that they do good, that they be rich in good works, ready to distribute or give, willing to communicate or share, laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come, that they may lay hold on eternal life. And that comes from 1 Timothy 6, 17 to 19. Ah, my brethren, you see, when you are wealthy in earthly goods, you are also expected to share that wealth unselfishly and generously with others, laying up heavenly rewards for yourselves. Note though, as the scholars explain, salvation is not purchased by the giving of money, but generosity demonstrates the reality of one's faith. 
since the believer trusts God and not money, he gives. This giving shows where his heart is and that he views his wealth in light of eternity. Oh, oh, oh friends, I only wish we could say that about the majority of the wealthy people in our current world. Then there's this admonition from James. Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whosoever therefore will be or wants to be a friend of the world is or makes himself the enemy of God. And that comes from James 4.4. 4. There is no room for doubt in that statement. To be a true believer, faithfulness to God must be our top priority. And our actions, not just our talk, ought to show that. And these words of John in his first epistle very clearly state the same thing. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, that's physical desires, and the lust of the eyes, personal desires, and the pride of life, that self-interest, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Yes, my people. And that comes from First John. 215 to 17. It couldn't be put any simpler or better than my brethren. The things of this world pass away, but the things of God and those who abide in his will live forever. So for those of us who choose to abide in God's will and live forever, let's go home declaring, Sure, man, you believe I spelled declaring wrong. Ah, Lord, eh? So let's go home anyhow, declaring or choose the mantra, letting the whole world know to whom we belong, lock, stock, and barrel. As one strong and sincere voice, in God's eyes, I'm not what I do. I'm not what I have. I'm not what people say about me. I am the beloved of God. That's who I am. And no one can take that from me. I don't have to worry. I don't have to hurry. I can trust my friend Jesus and share his love with my immediate neighbors as well as with the whole wide world. Glory be. And now, friends, having made that declaration, yes, we spell declaration right there. Let's go out and action it by sharing the amazing love and friendship of Jesus with others so that they too can come to know and love him like we do. Much love. And the postscript for today says, Contrary to popular world opinion, life is not about the money. No, friends, it's all about Jesus. And until we wake up and realize that, life is going to be always rougher than it's supposed to be. So please, let's get out there. Get wise and live for Jesus because that's the only sensible and wise option we have on this earth. And we pray that all of us will do that soon. In his mighty name, amen. Please have a blessed day, my people. Much love.
Oh, 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 oh,